Hey, listener, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. You can play Pick'em, pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big. You can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night. That's right. I didn't say 10. I didn't say 20. Up to 100 times your money. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick them entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Pit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you're listening to Growing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And now, here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And we're joined today by a special guest, Master Tespacion. Nailed it too, bro. Look at that. All that practice you did beforehand, bro. Killed it. Bro. <laughs> Nailed it, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm happy to be on, bro. You know, I, I fuck with you heavy, man. So I'm, I'm excited to jump on the pod, bro, and be able to chop it up, man. Good to meet Jason as well. Master Tespacion is the host of Untold Stories on Bleacher Report and a senior writer. And now it's time for the one or the two with Jay Skills. Drums or flats? I ain't gonna front, bro. I'm a drums dude, bro. I, I just I just transitioned over to the flats. I'm not even gonna front. I, I feel like I got bullied into it, but I, I've always fucked with the drums. This is what my heart said. Yeah, I've, I got bullied into the uh, into the flats too. Everybody said that drums are for poor people. So, hey man, I grew up poor, so you know what? Fuck it, dog. I'm sticking with drums. Fuck y'all flats, motherfuckers, bro. We exactly. out here. The, we out here on the drums, baby. Drum side over here. Cheetos or Doritos? Oh, Cheetos for sure. Mute or unfollow? Uh, I'm gonna hit you with the unfollow. I really don't care. <laughs> uh, sweats or shorts? Sweats all day, all day. Mexican or Chinese food? Uh, I'm down in Texas. Got to get them with the Tex-Mex. You feel me? Yep. College or the NFL? NFL. PTI or around the horn? Ooh, damn, that one's tough, bro. Ah, I'm going to go around the horn. Stephen A. or Amar Rashad? Amar Rashad. Bills or Jets? I'll go Bills. Bills Mafia. Shout out Griselda. Bengals or Browns? Mm. I'm going to go Browns. If you're going to lose, you might as well get drunk with it with a bunch of people that want to get drunk with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Raiders or Niners? I'm going to go Raiders, man. Yeah, Raiders. Falcons or Saints? 
Saints. Yeah, Saints. 2 p.m. or 2 a.m.? Ooh, 2 a.m. There's a whole lot more memories I remember at 2 a.m. than I do 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah. A lot more things I forgot at 2 a.m. That too. <laughs> that I like to forget as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, ready to die or life after death? Uh, ready to die. No way out or the dynasty? Dynasty. Travis Scott or Kid Cudi? I got a Travis Scott hoodie on right now, baby. There it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rep in Texas. You already know Travis Scott. Drake or the weekend? Drake. But it's close because the weekend, the weekend chop not slop. House of Balloons chop not slop is probably my favorite chopped and screwed tape ever. Yeah. And if there was one that probably even comes close to it, is nothing was the same chop not slop, bro. Those two tapes are unbelievable. But I'll just have to go Drake just because. You know, he got some slappers out here in the club. You know what I'm saying? That just, right. he got that other side to him that I don't think the weekend do. I got to listen to the House of Balloons, but nothing was the, nothing was the same. Chop Not Slop is amazing. Classic, classics. Yeah. Um, Grambling or Southern? Man, I'm going to go Grambling. Grambling. Howard or Morehouse? Howard. Shout out, shout out to all the Howard alums. Zeke or Emmett? Woo. I got to go Emmett, Emmett. Romo or Dak? Dak, all day, every day. Bitcoin or Ethereum? XRP, man. Fuck all that other shit, dog. We XRP gang over here, bro. <laughs> so leads into my next question. XRP or NFTs? XRP, all day, man. Fuck all that other shit, man. We getting money over here with the central banks. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, decentralized, man. DeFi. Hey, hey, in, in a idealistic world, that shit sounds great, but how the real world works? <laughs> well, we like, seeing how the real world works right now. Bitcoin is fifty four thousand. For sure, so. <laughs> XRP is gonna be that back in the. Is time. y'all gang banging on crypto? You already <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> you already know, Bitcoin gang big hey, over shout here. Shout out everybody got Bitcoin. Shout out Ethereum, Litecoin, all that shit. Bitcoin Cash. You know, I be I be trading back and forth, bro. I be getting up at like three in the morning just. Checking on what's going on in China and Japan, just making sure that I'm on this shit, man. It's, yeah, this nah, shit makes I, fun, bro. Yeah, for real. I don't really even be sleeping. I I'll be up all day watching the markets. You feel me? Hell yeah, uh, same man. Yep. Uh, locks or Bone Thugs? Bone Thugs. My first concert ever was Bone Thugs. Yeah. Like I, I used to be on a Bone Thugs message board. Like I, I, I they style is just so unique that to this day it's it's hard to find someone that or a group that's been able to do what they that they did. That I fuck with them heavy, heavy. Yeah, I love Thug Love, by the, by the way. That was one of my favorite Hell songs. Yeah. Going. Uh, Rogers or Brady? Damn. I mean, I, I got to go Brady now. Like, seven? You kind of asked, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. It's, te- it's, it's weird because technically, technically, you would want to say that Rogers is a better quarterback, but it's like. Yeah. More talented. But now you, you just sound like a hater if you say anything against Brady. Like, it's just. Right. That's the stage that we're at now. It's it's hard to accept that as someone who's hated Brady literally his entire career, but yeah, hey man, he, he's hater proof at this point. Exactly. Uh, Anthony Hamilton songs, Charlene or Lucille? Oh, Charlene, mm-hmm. Charlene, Charlene, Charlene. Drew Hill or Jagged Edge? <sighs> Damn, this one hard, bro. I feel like Jagged Edge, like, mm. I'm gonna go Drew. I'm gonna go Drew Hill. I'm gonna go Drew Hill. I'm gonna okay. go Drew. Go Drew Hill. But hey, shout out Jagged Is though, because they had some slappers, bro. They had some slappers. Keys to the range. Still go. <laughs> you, that's how I be, dog. This is classic. Might as well do it, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, you know, let's get married. Fuck it. Facts. Yo, get your Embiid. Uh man, Embiid. Embiid balling right now. Dame or Steph. I mean, Steph, 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 Steph. Tesla. Damn, these, these questions are hard, bro. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Tesla or a Lambo? Man, Logan Murdoch done got me on these damn Teslas, bro. Like, <laughs> it's that Bay Area, Oakland shit. Yeah. I, I'm man, I'm gonna go Tesla right now. The, the Teslas, I'm I got I got a mapped out Tesla in my head. A brown Tesla, they they discontinued the brown color, but I'm gonna find a way to get that brown color. Yeah, peanut butter insides, and I want to be the first person throwing some elbow rims 
on the Tesla. You feel on me? The Tesla, Tesla. Tesla. That's, that's, how, that's, that's what, how I'm feeling right now. You feel me? Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Dudley boys or the Hardy boys? Oh, damn, bro. Man, I, I got to go Hardy boys, man. Jeff yeah. Hardy was just always on some like, man, fuck it shit. And I, I always rock with that. You know, you know, shout out to, to Dudley Boys, 3D and everybody, you feel me? But 3D, man, throwing niggas to the table. Like, that, come on. That shit was that shit was amazing, bro. But like, dog, every time you watch like a Hardy Boys match, you knew you was gonna see some crazy flying shit, dog. Like they was gonna figure out how can I get on the roof of this structure of this building and how how hard is it gonna hurt <laughs> for me to jump off that thing? And they right. was like, fuck it, let's do it. It's sure. I, I just I always enjoyed this how how they just didn't give a fuck. NWO or D-Generation X? Oh, DX. Yeah. DX. I got two words for you. Show. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NWO, uh, I mean, I, dog, they had a fucking fire-ass theme song. That one with the little guitar that would just be rifting. That shit was Yeah, hard. that shit was hard. And I got an NWO hoodie in the in the in the uh in the closet when they do the black and white flickering shit. All that shit was great presentation-wise. Yeah. Hulk Hogan just, you know what I'm saying? He said it, you know, he he's his reputation speaks for itself at this point. It's hard for me to root for anything NWO wise at that point beyond that. Right. And in case you guys didn't know, the two words are suck it. T.O. or Calvin Johnson? Woo! Oh, uh, man. Damn. I, t- I gotta go T.O., bro. I gotta go T.O. Yeah. I gotta yeah. go T.O. Remember the Titans or any given Sunday? Any given Sunday. Now, it's funny. I just want to say something real quick about this. I asked Bomani this question, this exact same question, and Bomani had not seen either one of these movies. <laughs> I thought it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that's crazy. Damn. Yeah. yeah I, wild, I guess, right? like, sports movies are always, like, mad cheesy. Like, I never, I haven't watched Friday Night Lights, a TV show. Yeah. Uh, just do the simple fact, if I need to go see what Friday Night Lights looks like, I can just go in my backyard over here in Texas. Right. You know? Because right. I saw the movie, but I, I remember just, like, falling asleep during the movie. I wasn't really rocking with the movie either. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. I haven't watched it from beginning to end. It's one of the only sports movies I don't think I've seen. I actually but, like that movie, but... Yeah, I'm going to have to Friday watch Night it. Lights? Yeah. But I know the story. It's about Booby Miles, right? 100%. Yeah, I got to rewatch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's I just the, the thing story, was, man. like, people from Dallas, like, the yeah. way it was, especially black people from Dallas, uh, like, Carter was the team. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, it, it was like... And Carter was a team that was, that was like... It had a much better story. And right. that's a team that ultimately ends up going to the state championship. And then, I don't know, it's just always for us. It was like, well, damn, like, who's going to tell that story? You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though eventually they obviously did it in the last couple of years. But uh, that was that was a team for us that was like, that's the real Friday Lights, you know? Right. Varsity Blues or Jerry Maguire? Say it with me one time, Jerry. Jerry, you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me then, brother. Hey, I got Bob on the other line, I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. That's not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Louder. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. I ain't gonna front with you. I ain't watched either one of those. Either one of them? Nah. Jerry Maguire, I've seen Jerry Maguire. I ain't gonna lie. Definitely, I've seen Jerry Maguire. I just showed my girl that movie for the first time. She was crying the other night. For real? Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie because Cuba won the Oscar for it. But it's like, you know, not to give it the whole thing away, but, you know, basically Cuba's like a. Um, yeah, a no, I'm hitting on the concept because I've, yeah, seen yeah. So many, I've seen so many clips and stuff like that. At this point, like, I feel like I've seen the movie, but it's yeah. one of those things. If I ever said I watched that movie, I was definitely cabin because of all these clips. I was going to say, you got to see it because you can't have you can't add uh, show me the money to your lexicon without it. Without it, yeah, for sure. And he went to Arizona State. So it's like, yep, damn, exactly. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's my own alone. And so. he was a cardinal. Yep. Oh, Arizona. Um, yeah, Varsity Blues is just like a silly high school movie, but like it's also, you know, it's famous for the scene with the girl putting the whip whipped cream on her shit, on her titties and all that. So Ali Larder. Proud to Ali Larder. And uh, he was a he was a young man. horny lad <laughs> Hey man, where we are. Anyway, moving moving on. <laughs> Ocho Cinco or Chris Carter? Ocho Cinco. Jay Rice or Randy Moss? Randy Moss. Wow. All right. I'm saying that too. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a one in a one A, you know, question, but I feel like, you know, a lot of the older cast would be like Jay Rice. I'm a, I was a am was a Niners fan, so I I'll always say Jay Rice, but I mean, damn, Randy Moss is low-key the best. Moss this, Moss that, bro. 
Yeah, he's the best to ever do it. Um, Rick Ross or Young Thug? Damn, this is the hardest one, bro. <laughs> Ooh, boom, shakalaka. I fuck with, like, both of them, like, are, are two of my favorite artists of this generation, period. Like, they may be top two. Yeah. Uh, Nip up there, too. Uh, yeah. I had to round up, if I had to make three, a top three. Man, I'm going to go with Young Thug just off the strength of creativity and the audacity to just be bold. Yeah. Um, but, man, Ross... Ross is like, man, elegance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, Ross, Ross is a whole, when you want to feel rich, like, yeah, listen to Rick Ross. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? When you just want to just like, you want to get into some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, Young Thug is the best. Young Thug music is amazing for that shit, bro. It's just like, fuck it. If you just yep. in that mentality, just say, fuck it. Listen to some Young Thug. Yep. Uh, Jay-Z or Lil Wayne? I'm going to go Wayne. Adam 22 or DJ Academics? Wait, say that again? Adam 22 or DJ Academics? Bro, I don't know who Adam 22 is, and I don't follow DJ Academics, so. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Adam 22 has that No Jumper uh, podcast uh, that, you know, niggas be telling them telling on themselves on and just kind of almost like a DJ. Oh, is that the one? Uh, like, I always see, like, yeah, okay, I know he talking. does uh, No I, Jumper. Yeah, like like with the you'll girl see the clips on Twitter. You yeah, probably yeah, not yeah. Girl from the, the girl from the Suns that was that was topping all the Suns yeah, off. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was on his podcast. They're both in that same lexicon where they're just like they're out there, but like I'll see them on my timeline, but I just I, I rarely ever will like engage yeah. with that shit. No, nah, yeah. Sometimes I just ask a question of like two people that like niggas don't fuck with it just to see if like, which one nigga would, would man pick. hey uh man i guess i'd pick adam i don't know right right um supreme or polo oh polo 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 like no disrespect to supreme but polo like that's that's the shit that's 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 everything bro right yeah to this day netflix or amazon prime netflix Training Day or American Gangster? Damn. I'm going to go Training Day. Training Day. But, hey, at some point, people need to respect that Jay-Z... If you argue and say American Gangster is Jay-Z's best album, you have a Yeah, I mean, you you have a legitimate argument there. And I, and I, I was uh, listening to uh, Blue Magic the other day, and it's like one of the most underrated... Uh, collabs that he has with Pharrell. I mean, yo, it's a great song. It's amazing. The beat is stupid. The beat is ridiculous, bro. And Jay floated on that shit, man. Yeah, he like, really did. Now the whole album is incredible. For real. Yep. Um, 1999 or 2021? Just in terms of years? Yeah. Shit, 2021. Yeah. Fuck what you talking about. It's gonna be a dope ass year. You feel me? Yeah, exactly. In search of or fly or die. In search of. Say the right answer. I was gonna say. <laughs> in search of. In search of dog. Oh my god, that that album was transformative, bro. Yeah. Real. Yeah, that's one of the like defining albums. I feel like of our lifetime. Hell yeah, man. Like that, that, that it's funny. If you look back at 2001, I, I don't know. I've just been doing this recently, man, because no one really wants to look back at 2001 for obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. if you look back at it from a cultural standpoint, obviously the blueprint drop, uh, but then you had in search of the drop TI's I'm serious drop. Like you had yeah. a bunch of people from the South that was really starting to like plant their seeds in terms of who they were and what they were about to be. Fabulous came like, out. Huh? Fabulous came out. What came out? Fabulous. Oh yeah, Fab- Fabulous! Yeah, Fabulous came out that, that uh, alongside the Blueprint too, man. It was yeah. it, it that year is like you look back at it twenty years later, you see kind of how transformative it was into the landscape we're seeing right now. Yep. Uh, Rose Bowl or Iron Bowl? Rose Bowl. Cotton Bowl or Sugar Bowl? Cotton Bowl. I'm from Texas. I'm from Dallas. Cotton Bowl is always gonna be a priority. And then the last one, Dallas or Houston? Dallas, man, fuck you talking about, man. Hey, I, I fuck with people from Houston, man, but they always be trying to knock Dallas and saying like we the ghetto version of them. You feel me? And you know what? I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? We're cool with that, but right. we got something to say too. So, yeah, you that's the one of the two, man. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. 
So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Look, therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp has customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Black Opinions Matter listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. That's betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. Yo, yo. <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely fire. Um, he asked some good questions for you, shook it up a little bit, and we got some information about Texas football, so that was fire. Um, tell me your connection with uh, listening to music, Young Master listening to music. Man. Music, I always felt like it was just a soundtrack to my life, you know, and uh, looking back on it now, there's just a lot of information in terms of just like understanding that I got out of music first, like as a creative and just being able to hear it, absorb it, appreciate it. Uh, but then also just from a lyrical standpoint, I think I think in some cases, rappers are under under underrated, and underappreciated because they're, they're almost like local journalists in terms of a community in which they're describing or the environment in which they're describing that. Oftentimes you wouldn't see, you know, covered or 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 talked about or discussed in any other way. So um, it was just always it was it was a man it was just insanely attractive in terms of just its appeal to me. And man, like I'm trying to think of like songs that I remember growing up. Obviously, I caught the tail end of like before Biggie and Pac passed away. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. Um, here in Texas, though, at that same time, Screw was just jamming. You know what I'm saying? And so whole movement was was popping off here in texas you know with screw and uh scarface you know what i'm saying uh doing his thing legend and then of course you know ugk which you know probably had the biggest influence one of the biggest influences on my life um in particular pimp c just always 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 felt like people on the tv screen was just kind of like i don't know i just couldn't relate to them i couldn't relate to a lot of famous people like the idea of fame was something that i never was found appealing or attracted too, because hey, growing up in poverty in Section Eight, you know, what I'm saying to two immigrant parents, they're like, you know, just trying to figure out a way. Like that's just a whole different world that you're not even envisioning. Like it's it's, it's make believe, you know, it's fiction. I just always felt like Pimp was just like he was just a real motherfucker and someone that you can generally like you could you could feel him. You know what I'm saying? And he he was able to still find ways to kind of despite how big he was to touch down and relate to folks that oftentimes people would marginalize or look over. And just talking about the culture and stuff like that within Texas and seeing that representation. I was like, man, I was like seven or eight um, when um, Big Pimpin' music video dropped. And uh, I didn't have cable, but I was, uh, I was uh, my, one of my, my mom's friends was babysitting me at her house. And she, all she would do is just kind of lock me in, in in the room and I'll just, you know, just have TV. And basically she thought I was watching Nickelodeon Cartoon Network or something like that. I'm flipping over to MTV and BET. Then I see the Big Pimpin' music video for the first time, bro. What y'all know about them Texas boys coming down in candy toys, smoking weed, talking noise. I was like, oh, shit, these boys from Texas? That shit crazy. And after that point, man, I had I had all these dreams of just having like, you know, you see all the cars that be driving around you and stuff. That's when I started really envisioning like, damn, I got on a drop top candy red Cadillac, you feel me, with the elbows and the wood grain wheel and all these different things and, and being able to own diamond grill and some chains and, and rings and stuff like that. Uh, man, I had that dream for years as a result of just being able to see someone from Texas on the big screen like that. And I don't know, to this day, I, I still feel like there's a side of me that's still chasing it. It's still at some point once to get that that uh that Fleetwood lack, you know what I'm saying? And, and and at some point just ice out of my mouth, you know what I'm saying? Just to at least prove to myself and that, and that kid, that seven to eight year old kid that was kind of dreaming and envisioning 
trying to do something big with his career or with his life uh, that that you did it, you know? Like, so the music kind of provide that inspiration. So Big Pimpin' was the first exposure to UGK, kind of? Yeah, I would say that. Like, there was other okay. times when UGK was playing, but I, I didn't... Yeah, you just didn't have an idea of who, who the artist was at the particular time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, like same thing with, like, 3-6 Mafia. Like, there's a whole lot of 3-6 Mafia songs that I, I, I look back on now, and I'm like, damn, I knew them before I even knew them. Yeah, who they like, were, because it was just, you know, they were just ringing bells out there, for yeah, sure. All the, all the homies, all, all the people in section, they just be playing the music, so you just be rocking with it, you know, you don't be asking too many questions. Yeah, I, I mean, I have oh. a... What were you gonna say? No, no, not to cut you off, Trey. But so I just want to ask real quick. So you didn't hear sipping on some scissor before that? Nah, like see, well, that's oh, wow. actually that's no, actually that's one of them songs though. Like you would hear around, but I just didn't know who it was. Right, right, right. Like yeah. same thing with like Fat Pat. You know what I'm saying? Because like the thing is, all these Texas people, like they, they they had a similar sound to them, so it's it was hard to differentiate like who was Fat Pat, who was ESG. You know what I'm saying? Only one that was like really distinctive was like Slim Thug and like like Lil Flip. Cause like every five seconds, he, little flip remind you he little flip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like he he found a way to put in his rhymes. But in terms of like sipping on some scissor, like it it took me to listen to like you know I was probably like what six at the time, whatever the case was. Like once I saw Big Pimpin', because again you see Jay Z featuring UGK at that point, it's just like you, you see it. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of those things I just had to see to understand and connect the dots in terms of who it was. Because I wasn't gonna ask questions. I just I just enjoyed it and appreciated it in the background. Yeah, uh, I remember going, uh, you know, I went to TSU 2003 and uh, I was in the H and I had knew of like Scarface and UGK and Bumby and I mean, you can go down the line with all the artists, Paul Wall, Mike Jones. When I really got there, I discovered Screw, right? And at this time, it still was around. So it wasn't like you know, just a myth or you should have been there because T-Town and, uh, you know, the Galleria and, you know, all the Sharpstown Mall and you can go down the line of, of what was going on. And, but there was this big feud, right? For one, it was the North versus the South. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, Cloverland versus T.I. And it was just making that transition. I remember before I left in 05, um, seeing all that and just being exposed to the screw culture, you know what I mean? Being on the radio, hearing Destiny's Child Soldier slow yeah. down and chopped, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not chopped and slop, but really chopped, you know what I'm saying? And then also, you know, the R&B songs and being able to go to the club and, 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 and get a full course meal if you get there early enough in the time. <laughs> and then you get your drinks, bro. Like, I wasn't even old enough to drink. I don't even think I, think I was like almost 21. But, bro, you get there at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., bro. You can, they got a buffet lined up. Hell yeah. I, I love the South, man. And, uh, yeah, just seeing everything, bro. Like, it was just, you know, Southern hospitality to its finest. And Yo, I, what, what about when, uh, T.I. ended Lil Flip's career? Do y'all remember that? Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. It was, you know, overall, it was it almost got violent, bro. Yeah, like they yeah. had to step but in it was, because it was such a quick, it was such a quick battle. And like Lil Flip went from I remember hearing game over everywhere. I used to play it at the high school games at very like every high school game they played that song. It was like the number one song. And then even like a pimp was like slapping him that and David sense. Banner. Like that's I mean, that song still goes. But it seemed like Lil Flip had a career. That I don't think coming. I don't think it was more so on tip though. It was this. It was the lawsuit from Namco that just took all his like not took his bread because he still has some money and he's in Colorado now, you know, doing marijuana stuff. But um, you know, no, I mean, it, but it was though because he exposed him as being corny. Like he basically put him in the leprechaun. But that's but, but that was that was the thing. He the man. Like he's still good. And Cloverland. But he didn't have no hits after that. He didn't have nothing. But that's after what that. I'm saying. Like he was fighting off that lawsuit off of using the Pac-Man. Uh, you know what Sam, I'm saying? The yeah, sound yeah. that it just took all the momentum out of everything that he was potentially doing. And soon as that happened, Mike Jones was like, Mike "You know what I'm saying?" Because everybody just jumped on the next thing. Like, oh, okay. Well, Houston got this. That, and when yeah. Mike Jones came, then you got Slim Thug. Then you got Chameleonaire, which Chameleonaire was mixtape Messiah, and he. Was going off for a long time on the mixtape scene, beefing with Mike right. Jones. Right, like they weren't getting along. It was a bunch of Texas artists just 
they you were just know. beefing because the money got bigger, bro. Like the money, exactly. really just, the money kept growing, bro. And it's a point where like even uh, Paul Wall Chameleon there grew up together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Went to the same school. I think actually Bo went to the same school as them too. And man, they dropped a fire ass mixtape together, bro. Get your mind correct, bro. Yep. Like, I still play that to this day, bro. They had a song called In Love With My Money, bro. That that, that shit, you talk about that shit, top to slop, bro. That That's still to, to this day, one of my favorite songs ever, bro. Like that's really what like helped me inspire me to be like, bro, nah, let's just get this money, bro. Like, let's get it. Like it, it was it was a song that I could like it was it was like one of those first songs you remember I know word for word. And once that first beat drops, you know what I'm saying? When that bass kicks, like, nah, I'm in this shit. You feel me? Yeah. Um, so but then they ended up beefing and they was yeah. going through some things too. And like, but it's exactly what you talked about. Like everyone just kept taking off to where like flip still get respect, freestyle king, bro. Like yeah. he, he, like you can go back on his tape still to this day, and them shits be slapping. So it's but yeah, in terms of that, all that beef stuff, like I don't, 2000 was just a weird ass time when it comes to like the hip hop beef, man. Cause it, it was a lot of people that were beefing probably again, probably cause the financial stakes got higher and higher and people just getting the greed just of capitalism just consumed everybody that I don't know. It, it's as, as much as it's like probably something people enjoy to see, cause you know, people like to see messy shit. I'm glad we're seeing fewer and fewer hip hop beefs cause it, it's, it's it's just pointless. It's 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 really stupid to begin with. Yeah, um, you mentioned you know like pimp and you know other artists being your favorites. Like mine was zero. Like the first time I heard Ro was like you know what I mean because he had it. He had it. Yes. You know what I mean he could sing. He can rap. He had the the beat. He could freestyle all day. You know what I'm saying. The first time I heard it was at the Kappa, and I was just like yo. And then when they came out with Eyes of Player. That just took me. Eyes a player. Eyes a Mac. Mac. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when I heard that, like, I was like, yeah, all right. The H got it. You know, like, for sure. You know what I mean? Um, tell me about going to Rec Center. Man, the Rec was, like, my safe haven, man. Like, for real. Um, it, it was it was just a place that, like, I would, I would go damn near every day with my homies uh, just growing up, man. Shit, we was just – Hoop all day, then go in the game rooms. That's that's a big reason why the untold stories pool concept came out was because you know we after we was done playing basketball, we was just tired. We go in the game room and we just all shoot pool with ESPN on, you know, playing for quarters or dollars, whatever the case was, and just just shooting the shit, talking, you know, um, and you know, outside of that, like just <laughs> we just start just doing some like you know just stupid shit, you know what I'm saying? Just find a ways, just get in trouble, go outside or some shit, go run to Seven Eleven. You know, go run to the mall, which was like right up the creek. Um, man, it was it was just a lot of great memories, man. A lot of great times playing dodgeball, playing flag football, um, playing softball, baseball. Uh, it was just you could go there and literally like people would get there at 10 a.m. and then they wouldn't leave till 10 p.m. It's kind of one of those little spe- special places. So especially with just everyone in the community, like especially looking back on it now, you know, er- everyone had a lot of things going on. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's parents was just kind of like, you know living check to check, you know what I'm saying? Trying to try make it work, you know, living, working multiple jobs. So uh, it kind of served as a good benefit for the parents because it gave them a place where they could just go, you know what I'm saying? And not be stuck in the house, especially in the summer times. Um, and they, they had at least some level of comfort and understanding where they were going to be at. Um, where for us, you know, it's just, I don't know, just some of my favorite memories came out of that, that, that rec center, man. I'm, I'm always going to be appreciative for that. Jason, was there any rec centers that you were involved in when you were a kid? No, nah, I mean, I played at the Inglewood Y, which was kind of like a rec center. That's where yeah. I learned to swim. That's where I hooped at when I was a kid. It was, you know, it was kind of like the same type of vibe. I feel like a lot of people in LA played at that Inglewood Y. You know what I'm saying? It was that was just like the hub of like, like how we talked about before, like playing pogs and all that over the summer. You know what I'm saying? Summer camp up there. But yeah, I never really had like a proper rec center, but the Inglewood YMCA was for sure like about as close as it came for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think in L.A. we really had that because obviously the games, too, they was just territorial. Um, but I did get a chance to spend a lot of time at the Salvation Army in Compton. And uh, and when I was in Portland, you visited my dad's side of the family, Matt Dishman, where they had, like, the craziest ICs, and then they had a crazy pool. That I would, <laughs> you know how I would pull up to when I was, like, 10, 11, when I would go out to Portland every summer. Um, this last one is killing me right now. What what is the relationship with being mischievous as fuck? Oh, I, I just I would always just get into some shit, bro. Like that's the thing. Like that was the other fun part in terms of the rec center, bro. Like, man, the urban mall was just like right up the creek, bro. And 
man, we like whenever we just get bored, like, all right, we didn't play five hours of basketball. Like we didn't play enough pool right now. What the fuck are we trying to get into? Let's go steal some shit from them all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just shit like that, bro. Like, like I, it got to the point where Irving police, uh, one time we didn't even steal nothing. We, we, one time we just pulled up there, just go to the food court to get some food and like hit up a little Taco Bell, whatever the case was. Um, and just, you know, get one of those 99 cent burritos, you know, everybody just splitting in trying to make it work. And as we were walking out, uh, the a police officer just kind of cut us off. And he was just like, basically just talking about how we're just always in the mall. And like, we see you guys on the cameras, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all better watch what y'all doing. And he pointed at me, he said, especially you, baby face. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had the big ass cheeks. And at the time I was just a really, really big, like, you know, I was wearing them Dickies Huskies, you know what I'm saying? Like I was one of them dudes. And so uh, ever since then, like a couple of my friends would always call me baby faces as a result of that. And it was, it was just shit like that, bro. Stealing for TJ Maxx, 7-Eleven. Like, we didn't give a fuck, bro. My man, like, I, I just did not. Like, there, there was very little thought that I gave into anything. It was just reacting off instincts, bro. And it was just like, cool, let's make, fuck it, let's just get in some shit. And I'm sure we'll figure out a way to, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, get some food or whatever the case may be. But the thing was, every single time I got in some shit, like, probably the most valuable thing I ever stole from the mall was, like, a jersey for my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, or just, right. like, like, I'm yeah, I, rem- I remember when I was uh, going to Fairfax High School, um, the homie stole a jersey, like, by using me as a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> he, stole, he, stole a, he stole, like, you know, them Foot Locker throwbacks, not like the Mitchell and Ness throwbacks. It was like a Foot Locker Sixers throwback. And I, like, I was in there buying some, Adi- some, Adi- some Adidas, like, like, it was two for 89 for the uh, Shell Toes. Hell so yeah. I'm in there copping, and he, like, Yo, just go over here. Like, why are they giving you the shoes? I'm like, what? He like, just go over here. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like on one side of the store. And then the niggas, I see the nigga like putting the jersey underneath his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like broke out. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, bro. Hey, like that's th- crazy. You mentioned that. My sister, this dude, she was dating in Seattle, bro. Nigga tried to like win me over, right? Cause I'm a, I'm grown at this time, right? I'm probably I'm, it's my little sister too, so I'm already like not even feeling it. He like, oh man, I will take you to the mall, man. I'm like, not to buy me anything, but just to get me out the crib, cause I had been in the crib. It was raining. I'm like, all right, whatever. We get to the mall, bro. He like, yo, you like this? I'm like, yeah. So like, I turn. He like, yo, no, stand right here. My nigga was stuffing Seattle Seahawks jerseys in his pants, <laughs> and North Face jackets. Bro, I don't even know. When we get to the car, he pulled out like $800 of merchandise. I said, nah. I would call my sister like, bro, this who y'all got me with, bro? Like, I'm not <laughs> feeling this. So I can only imagine how you felt like with your homie doing that. This is somebody I don't even know. So if nah, we went down, man, I would have killed him. Man, bro, we- I, did, I do not want to go down for that shit. I was like, I came out the store and he was all smiles and shit. I'm like, dog, what are you doing? <laughs> Hey, uh, could you imagine sitting in the back of the seat, bro? Like, it right. broke all that weak shit. Like, yo, at right. least let me do it myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, why are you trying to impress you on that level, bro? Like, <laughs> how old was he, though? Because at that point, like, that's that's some, like, 14, 15-year-old shit, if that. Trey, how old How old was your sister? Oh, the, the, the dude? I thought you talking about Jason, homie. Nah, this nigga was like 28, 29. Oh, no. Nah. I was like 31, bro. <laughs> I was mad because I'm like, you know how Seattle is, bro. It's just rain. Yeah, yeah. I've been in the crib for like two weeks. My sister thought I was just depressed. I'm like, no, I just don't like it. I'm from L.A. We don't like just getting wet, bro. Our day stop if it's rain outside versus other states, snow, rain, nothing stops. Like, that's just you know, the motion. And, you know, I was just chilling. I was sleeping all the time. So she like, yeah. nah, bro, my brother got to get out. And I went out with this fool and this fool was just lifting the whole entire store, bro. <laughs> like, Crazy. Hey, so Master, real quick, let me ask you, like, how did you get into, like, you know, doing your show, interviewing players and all that? Like, did you go to college for any of that? Or you, you just- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was something I didn't realize to my senior high school. I just always enjoyed sports. Um, and I was in this high school where I was basically like part of the media tech group. You know what I'm saying? I just did it for an easy day to get on camera and girls maybe like me. You know what I'm saying? Like just fuck around. Like I just, every, I was just very popular at school. So I was like, fuck it, this easy A, you know, more popularity. I ain't tripping. Um, ended up falling in love with it because it was the first time I was actually able to be like, 
appreciate, like learn to be creative and, and embracing uh, creativity. And man, I just, I, I enjoyed it a lot, but I just knew like this shit, this is just high school, bro. Like this ain't gonna happen again. Uh, senior high school, my teacher tells me like, you talk about sports all the time, why don't you become a sports writer? And it just wasn't something that I was thinking about until the moment, because I didn't think it was possible. One thing led to another, ended up pulling out like $120,000 in student loans at ASU, um, just because it was considered one of the best journalism schools in the country. And I need to get out of my environment if I felt like I was going to really try and take this thing to the next level. Um, and just grinded, man. Internships every summer, bro. I was always working on some shit, skipping a lot of class, just go to practices, football practices, basketball practices. Um, and just kept like just focusing on the grind and focusing on the work. Tried, I tried to learn as much as I could to the T in terms of like the letter of the law of it. Because uh, as I was just talking about in terms of my mischievousness, as I've grown to learn like how to like use that spirit that I have into like in a professional manner, uh, I'm very much someone that loves to learn the rules so I can learn how to tastefully break them. And, and, and the reason why I would break them is just simply put because I don't feel like the space of this career profession I'm in is, is created for people like me. Or is meant for people like Preach. you know what I'm saying? So, like you know, so I, I I feel like hey, that's you know, let me let me use all the bullshit I done learned from all the stupid shit that I've done, <laughs> and at least apply it to something that I at least can be disruptive in that can actually be productive. So that's just the way I've been operating, man. And and through newspapers, a senior writer at BR, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I finally got the opportunity to host the show. Uh, so it took me back to the broadcast space in which I entered in, and no. Um, so I, I knew with this space, I wanted to take in these different elements of my own childhood and these experiences of which I've learned over the course of my life uh, and apply them here in a space that I feel like could be very safe uh, and, and could resemble a show that I love growing up, Rap City. You know, right. the basement yeah. was the concept there. The concept here is the pool hall. So right. um, it, it just it all tied in. And, and you know, still I'm, I'm thankful because this journey, especially this profession, like a lot of people lose themselves in this shit. You know what I'm saying? And and that was something that I always knew, no matter what kind of risk I was going to take, that I always wanted to make sure I could look myself in the mirror and look myself in the eye and appreciate where I'm at in this space and be present with myself. Um, and I feel like I, I'm thankful that I've been able to preserve that. You know what I'm saying? And 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 still still maintain my authenticity while still growing. And it's a very difficult, difficult uh, that process that it's been, but it's been rewarding and enjoyable, man. I think this is what you're saying. The product of it is the root of it is me being able to have real, you know, chill, genuine conversations with uh, with athletes and, and hopefully other people that we try to bring on in, into the pool hall and allow them just to be themselves, man. Cause that that's, those are my favorite conversations I have with people. You know, when you're trying to, you know, put up the front, you know, you're talking from your ego or trying to be up to you or some shit like that. Like I'm just like, sometimes I'll go along with it. Cause you just kind of have to trade I'm sure y'all understand. Like it's just in the industry, there's just certain moments you just got to go along with it, but I fucking hate it. You know, I'd rather yeah. just have a conversation with someone on some real like genuine yeah. shit, you Not know, sure. and, and and just let that be that, you know, and 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 but it's just it's just hard to do. So being able to create a safe space in which you can create those kind of conversations and creating that environment um was crucial and, and and a big reason why the show has been as successful as it has been. Yeah, man, uh positive disruption is something I was just speaking with somebody about. It was a phrase I hadn't heard, but something that I, I definitely want to add into my lexicon because I think that's what a lot of people like yourself are, are really, you know, pushing forward is uh, with, you know, the content and just the thought process is positive disruption in, in the media space and in the sports media space specifically. Um, I wanted to ask you too, uh, who's, who's been your favorite interview? And then like on top of that, a uh, secondary question to that is your first moment that you went viral, you know, was it with this? And if it was with this, how did that feel? Uh, my favorite interview, I think it had to be Jason Terry, bro. Like, man, like the man's my team, bro. Like that, that's, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that, the, the 2011 Mavs, like that, that, that's a team and an experience that, that I've like, that's the only team that I've ever rooted for that won a chip. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't on no like bandwagon and shit. It was like, nah, like, like we rocking with Michael Finley. We rocking with Steve Nash. We rocking with Dirk and just dealing with all the bullshit you know, on all the journeys and treks that they got to and, and never thinking they were going to get to that space and being able to be the team that obviously, I mean, the big three speaks for itself in Miami, but being able to re have those memories and moments as a fan and being able to share that with, with someone who played an entry, uh, a huge role on that team, bro, that shit was wild, bro. Like it was, it was, it was so much fun. Um, so I'm thankful for that. And I hope, I hope we can get Dirk at some point, man. That's, that's the next spot, bro. I need, I need to get Dirk on the show, man. Cause that should be cool. 
Um, in terms of, you know, viral, going viral, like, I mean, just it, it's it's happened constantly in terms of just different spaces, though, beat writing, feature writing, all these different things. But I'll use the example in terms of just like when I knew the show, like Untold Stories was was it. And it was a uh, it was episode three uh, with Percy Harvin. Um, and that was a level of going viral that I don't think I've ever experienced before, where like there was like three million views on Twitter alone in 24 hours. And it, it was people was just really fucking with just the authenticity that we we just displayed in the conversation. And, um, you know, Percy just kept it a buck. You know, it was, you know, shout out to Percy because we had a conversation beforehand where I knew certain of these details just from reporting other things that I've done in the past that I've known. And I just approached him. I was like, yo, hey, you know, here's where I want to take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cool talking about that? He like, yeah, for sure. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. And the way he was able to just kind of have that conversation with like a broader theme of like mental health and black mental health and him being able to display the maturity and the growth that he's gone through in the process of, you know, the absence of which we haven't seen him. Um, man, it's just, it just made for a beautiful episode uh, that uh, I think a lot of people learned a lot more about him, you know, his migraines and all the things that he was going through uh, from his experiences and his perspective and um, got to understand, you know, what it's like to be an athlete on the other side, you know, and, and, that that's when I really felt like, oh, we got something here like that. that And it felt special while we were on set. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just gave me that validation where sometimes you just have certain feelings. We know this thing going to go. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, but you're not sure how people are going to respond or react to it. And you're always kind of concerned. It's like, is it going to match up your expectations? Because if it doesn't, like that's a very disappointing feeling that's creative to have. Uh, but that one felt special on set. And then it felt special when it dropped. And then that was that was that was like probably one of my favorite moments in my career. Yeah, I actually remember when that happened, Doug. I mean, I don't, I don't think I hit you on that particular episode, but I was I was geeking for you because you know, I remember when it first rolled out, I was just like, yeah, like he got a show, like <laughs> let's let's go, let's push it, you know what I mean? And then obviously, you know, we got a chance to hang out in Arizona. Um, yeah, you got me on that vegan shit now, bro. That's all. I, mean, man, bro. <laughs> and I ain't even vegan no more, bro. That's the oh, crazy yeah. thing about it. <laughs> Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? I had to switch it up on on y'all, on the boys, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, nah, I'm a flexitarian, bro. I eat vegan food, you know, probably like three times a week. But Flexitarian? Yeah, that's what it's called. I, I wish it was I wish it was cooler, but it's it's a real term. Oh, it is? Not, yeah, I, it's I, a real I, term. It's like, it's like being flexible with your meals. Um, see, you know, you get the word flex in there. So I, I feel like you can make it cool, bro. Like, yeah, just try and make it cool, man. Just try and make it cool. We still keeping it healthy out here, but still, you know, getting the chickens, the fish and all the stuff that I need. I um, it's a question that we ask all our guests on the show. What advice would you give your 18 year old self? Man. Be bold, be fearless. Um, and. Shit. There's going to be experiences that you've gone through in your life that, you know, sometimes it just won't make sense. And it's just going to be part of your identity, who you are. You know what I'm saying? And make sure you just take the time to truly process those moments because your personal growth is just as important as your professional growth. You know, and uh, that 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 that's been kind of one of the more beautiful things about as you get older. It's just kind of understanding that and appreciating that, like how much being able to unpack things that you've gone through, experiences you've gone through, whether it's good or bad and understanding how that is like the makeup of you. That is your identity. And uh, just enjoy that process. Cause it's, if you stick on that and you stay, stay through, stay true to that, you'll enjoy what's on the other side of that. That's great. That's excellent advice right there, man. I'm glad that you were able to come on this show and, and join us and, you know, share some of that realism. And then also oh, we tap in with the Texas culture and, you know, obviously, you know, Jason came with the hard questions as a one of the two to knock you off your toes. And we can't wait to see this next episode, uh, you know, of, you said featuring Nate Robinson? Yeah, we got Nate the Great on, you know what I'm saying? We, we, gonna, we, gonna switch it up. we got a couple cross sports coming in. Gonna get some women finally on, in the pool hall. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be a great year. Another great year of untold stories. Stay tuned, stay locked in. Man, shout out to the women. It's International Women's Month. We always want to show them love. Always. Yeah, man. Feeling out here, bro. For sure, man. Well, you know, we appreciate you. We're going to continue to support you, brother. And hope to have you all later on down the line. Appreciate y'all, man. Growing up the same wins the game.
Yo, Rob. Yo, I mean. What's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget to name a couple of things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. When we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the Stereo app. That's right. Go to Stereo.com slash Darth Amin and make sure you are linked and subscribed to us. And we're going to talk about all of the different things that I always forget about. This is a great app. Every time you guys are listening to this pod, you say, oh, I wish I could chime in. But you're listening to a pod. You can never chime in. It's pre-recorded. Guess what? With Stereo, you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time. It's great. It's a forum for you to listen to your favorite podcasters. That'll be me and our, yours truly all at the Count the Things Network. And we're going to be out here. We're going to do this regularly multiple times a week. Just hop on stereo. Download the app. Subscribe. Follow Darth the Mean. Follow Talk Hoops. Follow Trayvon. Follow Big Waz. All of us. You know who we are. You search for us on the Stereo app. You will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And of course, catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast. You already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. And you can follow me, Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. You can look up everybody else by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You can join us multiple times a week. I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. Follow me and get notified every time I go live.